This is the Andres Segovia Show. Cheers to you. What's happening, everyone? I'm Andres, the Andres Segovia, on almost every social but Twitter. Twitter is underscore Andres Segovia. I reached out to Elon Musk a few times, like, yo, man, can we change the character length from 15 for the usernames? That way we can keep everything so uniform. That'd be pretty awesome. I have three main topics that I want to talk about. There might be some other things that interfere, but uh, the main three that I want to talk about are the shifting in the social media landscape with Elon Musk officially owning Twitter and everything else that's come from it. Uh, two, sponsors and affiliates. I want to make something very clear about that, especially since I don't have sponsors. And I want to address that because some of my favorite creators have uh, been running into some, some issues with certain sponsors that should have been red flags from the get-go. And number three, I want to close out with my daily tech. What's been powering me at the end of this year that will be powering me through uh, the foreseeable future in 2023. Before I get any uh, any further into this, I, I must say it is amazing how fast time has flown. I mean, just to say we're in December is already crazy enough because uh, I remember uh, filming my number one video of the year, by the way, is discussing the Project Rock Under Armour headphones um, that go over the ear. And so it's the second gen product. And I did do a follow up to that. Check out my long term review on that if you haven't done so already. But it's just like, wait, didn't I just do this video? Uh, and there's been a lot of you that that tune into that. Uh, and I was reminiscing on the Freedom Phone, which is, uh, it came at a good time because there were some people reaching out to me for tech support. I'm like, I don't work for Freedom Phone. I warned you about it. So all that's to say that, that like, I'm glad I'm taking time to discuss tech, which is why I, if you really like these uh, tech series in this way, um, some, of course, prefer on the more bite size. That's why I trimmed some of these into segments. Um, otherwise, if you do, this stuff doesn't make my main show on the podcast. But there was, there's been a seismic growth on that, on my podcast this year, ever since I moved over to Anchor Power by Spotify. Uh, and the growth experience that I've had is something I want to I want to chime in uh, when I talk about sponsors and affiliates. Let's talk about Twitter. So the Tweety has been uh, has been purchased by the Musk, and I don't think anyone's ever called the Musk. They call him Elon or the Elon. And I must say that even though my account says that it's been created since October 2016, this was a private account that I had, um, and I commandeered my private account made it public when I switched the username handle or the, the handle uh, and I mirrored everything that I could that can be automated to Twitter to have a presence there you know that you want to have a presence wherever you could uh, I just had no engagement or whatever on Twitter so it says I have like over 400 tweets and I can tell you about 400 of those tweets are all automated things the past few days I've become active on it it's been interesting to see the interaction that's been occurring on Twitter since it, it went private and you know it's uh, what appears to be freedom of speech uh, is uh, is reigning free in Twitter. I could tell you that's not the case about freedom of speech, but there is more freedom now than there was before. There's more transparency than there was before. And I appreciate that because that's been some of the concerns with respects to some of these big tech oligarchies that have basically uh, taken us, the customer, and use them as the batteries to their matrix to leech off our personal data and use that to have political influence on elections. And now we're finding out through Elon that that is the case. So that's one of the major shakeups for why you see a lot of what's happening right now with the federal government, even the EU and others like, no, no, we, we, can, we can't have this. 
you, they're penetrating the bureaucracy, to borrow a line from The Incredibles. That is the problem because big tech oligarchs acted like the fifth branch of the United States government. There are three official branches of the United States government, and there's two more, the mainstream media and the big tech, with uh, Facebook having contributed millions of dollars into the 2020 election and the general interference that has been across all of it to curate information that people can or cannot see if they like it or not, or some of their friends just call up and say, hey, would you hide this? Or some of their friends from the government, from three-letter agencies calling in and saying, you got to stifle this story. It'll hurt the one we want to win. No, these kind of things, that's election interference, okay? And it, if you see a pass interference on the NFL, some of them that are just egregiously exaggerated, you would be like, hey, that's pass interference, man, pass interference. But in something that's actually applicable to real life that affects you as a whole, not just your team from maybe scoring a goal or a touchdown or whatever it might be, this is, this is something that has extensive ramifications because, well, elections have consequences. So it's been interesting to see everything that's fallen out. Now, of course, there are people that uh, find themselves marginalized and don't want anybody that's to the right of left center to be on the platform. It's like, oh, my gosh, Twitter is going the way of the crapper. Why? Because more people can speak. They're penetrating the bureaucracy. They're penetrating the bureaucracy. It's like, that's really what it felt like. Uh, kudos to Elisa Milano. Milano. Oh man. Um <clears throat> the more you know. Mm. There's so much ignorance. Okay. And I, I did leave Twitter. My main Twitter account was the uh, was the newsreel. And when I had it, I had over ten thousand tweets, interactions and connections even to Hollywood because back then I was doing the, um I was doing movie reviews. That's how I got involved with uh, with Warner Brothers. And that's how I got involved with Paramount. Uh, yeah, I think I, I had some connections at Universal, but uh, mostly those two. And I burned all those bridges when I left Twitter. I, I left Facebook. And right now, those that are that have been on Twitter in their safe space are now decrying that Twitter is going away. The crapper, Jim Carrey left. Alyssa Milano's been complaining, putting tone deaf, <laughs> ignorant tweets up and just be destroyed. But it's hilarious anyway. But you have all these people. Um, Alan, what's his face? Uh, Jack Reacher himself. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. All these leftists leaving as if they're the ones that were perched. The ones that were being brought back. Interesting how a lot of them tend to be Republicans or conservatives. That's what I find most interesting. Because what's that tell you about what these policies were in Twitter and are in Facebook? Shadow banning, throttling, canceling entirely, suspending, eliminating all of that stuff. It was mostly used to target one side of the political ideologies. And how is that freedom of speech? Your freedom to debate ideas. If you want your safe space, then make your account private and only have people that you want to be around. But instead, we have these other uh, social media types, and this is not just a left problem, it's the right problem too, okay? Uh, that they create, like, if you don't like it, here, go build your own. The problem with that argument from the left was that they took down Parler because they blamed Parler for January 6th, even though it was Twitter and Facebook. You couldn't do any of that stuff on Parler, but because Parler became a, a safe haven for more freedom of speech, people went over there. But AWS, Amazon Web Services, having 80% of the, of, of the web traffic or domains in the entire world, they basically had all the operational services for Parler and then Apple and Google, they all got together and said, we, we're flipping the switch here? We're flipping the switch. 
flipped the switch, and Parlor was gone. And it hasn't been the same ever since, even though they came back from the dead. It's more of a zombie place. I am still there. I'm still active there. It's not the same. A lot of people have said that that energy from Parlor has moved to Getter. Getter is just a literal clone of Twitter, and now with TikTok built into it through what is called Vision, uh, and I am on Getter. I'm available across all these different uh, platforms, and you saw it. Let me go back to the set of tab. Um, and, and I'm there. Uh, I'm there because, well, I believe in having a presence, but I also believe in engagement in certain places, um, especially when you know some people are not across all these things. Um, and I'm trying to build a community wherever I can. And those who who enjoy my content and I have found an audience and I have shared that on Instagram. And I recommend you go to Instagram, the Andres Agova, so you can see just how much growth I had this year because the the even though it's been a, a grind, um it, it's paying off. So this whole thing about, about Twitter and the EU coming after them now, the whole threats of the possibility of Twitter being removed from the marketplace or any of the app stores, you know, it's entirely, oh, Elon Musk should build his own phone. You're missing the point. It's not the phone. It's an ecosystem. And I'll, this is the hill I'll die on. You making a phone will make or break you. You need to build the ecosystem first. So what do you get the hardware right? You can't get the software right. Look what happened to BlackBerry. Look what happened to Windows Phone when you didn't have an ecosystem to support it. You need the ecosystem first. And most people don't even bother with Android open source software. The project's right there. Just take it. And then you have, what, 70% of the global population of smartphones that can use it? It's there. You can have alternative app stores on Android. Aurora, F-Droid, APKs, all these different companies that have APKs like up to down or um, uh, what is it, APK Gold, something like that. And then APK Pure, APK Mirror. Oh my goodness, I could go down the entire list of things. There are such things as other app stores outside of the Google Play Store for Android, or these places can make them available as direct downloads. You know, but most people just like, oh, I gotta build the phone. If I build it, they will come. Tell that to uh, what was that one? Uh, phone, PH one, um, essential phone. There we go, essential phone. Tell it to them. It went very well for Andy Rubin. What about that Patriot phone? <laughs> I mean, they had the, the right mindset, but uh, um, it was also a grift and a scam. So, uh, no, that didn't work out. But therein goes my point that you could do so much to circumvent a lot of these things. And look, I'm across all, all these different social medias, and I already went over. Uh, which ones I'm most active on, Instagram being the main one, and I am on Gap, and now, now I'm, I'm active on Twitter. Um, but I can't be on all of them all at once either. That's why I turn to tools that can automate these things. And so far, I have. And some of these tools have been made available via Telegram. Some of them were made by Gap. Some of them have been made available through anything that works with Twitter, which is a significant thing like LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Discord, Gilded. No, these things do help when they work together. And right now, there's still a riff and a divide. You have the leftists that are, are crying foul over what happened to Twitter, going to Mastodon and creating their own servers to host their own things. Look, I, I tried Mastodon before. I didn't really like it there because it wasn't for me, but hey, it exists. I even covered it here because that if if you have qualms with Mastodon, that's Truth Social. It 
just the truth. And what do I have here? Another beta test. I'm a part of several beta test programs, including Parler. Uh, that's why I haven't quite given up on them. I don't know why I have so much loyalty to them. I don't owe them anything. At least, at least I feel that way. I don't owe them anything, but I'm there. And you want to follow me at the underscore. And I'm verified. I'm verified among a lot of these different platforms, okay? Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how the, the left is losing their minds about all this. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on from the social media stuff. There's stuff out there. I think there was one called Tidal. Not the Tidal audio thing, but like, or Tribe. Tribe, was it? Because I, I know that even Jack Dorsey was doing his own um, decentralized platform. I don't believe it. Jack Dorsey is the reason. <laughs> he let Twitter go run amok. So sorry if I don't trust you, Jack. But there was one, and they already said that no conservatives are welcome, no Republicans are welcome. It's like, oh, well. This is an environment of welcoming, and you should just get the hell out of here. Uh, with respects to sponsors and affiliates, you see this thing up here. Uh, in fact, what you can't see is the talk show roast. Uh, roasting after yours truly. That's awesome. That's from Ranger Candy Coffee Company. Go to rangercandycoffeecompany.com. And yes, I put the promo code up there, uh, Andres Segovia. So you can save on shipping. But they were my first affiliate. But I want to make very clear, I have no sponsors. I've been offered sponsorships. I've turned them down. Uh, and I'm currently mulling over someone uh, that reached out to me these past few days. And while I've been thinking about it, I'm like, why am I just, you know, just uh, uh, delaying the inevitable? I'm going to tell them no. And that has a lot to do with, I don't want to be in a contract with sponsors that are then going to tell me that I got to do this and do that and then control my voice. I'm across all those platforms that I showed you because I'm trying to make myself uncancelable. I can't convince everybody on my Instagram to jump ship to go somewhere else. They love their experience on Instagram, their family and friends are on Instagram. And I say, I'm on these tech platforms, the ones that are the big bad. I'm there and I'm no longer welcome there. And that applies the same for everywhere else. Not like Gab, Parler, Getter, anywhere else. Some people say Parler is an echo chamber. That was the same with Twitter. That Twitter, if you had a dissenting opinion, you would be shredded by all these bots. Well, the same if you go to Gab. If you have a dissenting opinion, well, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come after you, some of them with hard facts. So you just be ready. But the thing is, you can either look for your echo chamber or you look to contribute to something new. And that goes the same for me. I went to all these different platforms and I'm just being me. I'm being me across all of them. And I like being me. I don't have to be like, well, I'm going to lose the sponsorship because of this. I got demonetized a couple of years ago on YouTube. And a lot of my, my videos have been, uh, uh, my channel itself was throttled. In some cases, some episodes were shadow banned. And that sucks because generally speaking, I wasn't, there was nothing really there other than just the wide nets that were thrown out uh, to catch the big, uh, the big whales caught the smaller fish within them too. And my channel is one of them. So I ended up making sure that I didn't I didn't depend on the revenue from YouTube, which I wasn't. It was just pennies on the dollar. But hey, pennies on the dollar that can help pay for services like this, where I use StreamYard for a lot of my content now, especially when I'm connecting with um, uh, my guests. I feel like I'd be restricting myself if like, well, I need to be careful what I say 
because if I if I have a sponsor and I lose it, I won't be able to afford StreamYard. I, I made a choice. I canceled Spreaker, which was costing me a couple hundred dollars at least a year just for the podcast. And instead, spend less than half of it by paying for StreamYard. And I'm glad I did because then I moved my podcast host from Spreaker, which I love, by the way, nothing against them, which I love. They were the ones that got me on all these other platforms. I moved to Anchor. By this time, Spotify had bought Anchor. And when I went to Spotify, I mean Anchor, I, my podcast exploded. I put it up on my Instagram for people to see. I, even I was shocked with uh, some of the stats on that. Like, this is <laughs> this is awesome. And in less than a year being on Anchor, I have basically caught up or surpassed, because the year's not over yet, surpassed all the uh, the engagement and downloads that I've gotten when I was on Spreaker. And that's not Spreaker's fault, okay? But it's just how much more I try to make myself available this year to be everywhere, to not depend on just like the Facebooks or the YouTubes. Because if then they cut everything off, what do I have left? And through my abilities or leveraging avenues to be able to be elsewhere, I was able to run to companies like Ranger Candy Coffee Company. They didn't owe me anything. I, I, I never met the guy. And all of a sudden, he's like, you're welcome to become an affiliate if you so like. This is before I brought Larry Littlepage uh, on my show. So then he surprised me when he named the roast after me sometime later. We just got along. Like we, the first time we met, and then later we're talking as if we've known each other, even though we just really had two conversations, one through the show and the other one over the phone, just connecting just because. And we text each other every now and then. But that was the, the first true uh, um, relationship, you could say, I built by not just being like this, it's got to be YouTube. And limiting myself. But it's an affiliate, not a sponsor. They don't sponsor my show in any way at all. But seeing some of my favorite creators running into issues with their sponsors, and that's been the case. I mean, the, some one of the most infamous I I situations with conservatives was what happened with uh, with Black Rifle Coffee during a Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Kyle Rittenhouse, was, he did nothing wrong. But the firestorm that happened, because media taking that out of proportion, and not being able to have a dissenting opinion on, on Twitter, Took everything out of context, and you know, in the court of public opinion, Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty, but he had a Black Rifle Coffee shirt on. And in my opinion, BRCC had no PR uh, like head, and everything else has fallen away. So a lot of their growth was stifled because you no, know, it seemed like they threw their own supporters under the bus. Now this might come to a shock to a lot of you. I still drink Black Rifle Coffee, and if you have an issue with that. I think Heather Lynn can say it better than I can. To all you BRCC haters, Andy can drink whatever the fuck he wants, okay? So put away your baby dicks and read up on some facts and logic before taking it out on my man Andy for wanting a good cup of coffee. Don't worry, bro. Sometimes reason is hard to resonate with people when they've undergone several generations of inbreeding, okay? Have a good one. Cheers, brother. Thanks, Heather. <clears throat> I don't just drink Ranger Candy Coffee Company. 
but they are my main roast. And they fill up my shelves in my office and at home because I love the coffee. And when you get to know people that work at these places and build relationships, the coffee tastes better. Now, yeah, I support my local shops too, but hey, my go-to is always going to be Ranger, Ranger Candy. And that's saying something considering that the, most of the guys that I know are Marines. <laughs> so, so like, I don't know a Ranger. Well, now I do, Larry. <laughs> but I don't want to be put into this trap that I have to do this because I'm contractually obligated to mention them. Oh, they're sponsoring this episode. It's like, you know what? They're going to pull a sponsor, but I don't want to depend on that uh, revenue that I might not ever see because I say something that they don't like. So with some of my favorite creators that run into that problem again, it's like, you should have seen this coming. It's like, I was one of the, look, I am of the opinion that everyone that pushed the Freedom Phone conservative news outlets, conservative influencers, that they send back the money they got offering their promo codes for anybody uh, that's going to pick up that freedom phone. And they owe an apology to their fan base and their audience for being part of that scam. Absolutely do. But see, that's what I don't want. I don't want to steer you wrong. I don't want to feel like someone's holding a gun to my head that I have to say this because now it's like, I'm going to lose that money. No. And no one's forcing you to buy this coffee. I would appreciate it though. No one's telling you, dude, you got to buy my books. That's another way I can help keep the lights on. But this is the first year my show is going to break even. Or maybe I already broke even. I have to do the math. Check on my accountant. And that's awesome. I kept my voice. And I grew the show. And I made relationships along the way. And I didn't compromise myself. That's why I turned away sponsorships. Only one tech company, only one, offered me a service that I didn't need. But I told them, I'm willing to review your product if you did not force me to give you a dishonest review. And they said, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to give any editorial input into any of this. That tells me that they believe in their product that much. And guess what? Yes, it was a good service. So having said all that, that's the difference between an affiliate and a sponsor. I have affiliates now. I'm part of some partners. Some of them that you don't know about just yet, but the big push will be coming for the new year. I've been purposely holding back for that. But from fitness to coffee, only coffee, by the way, uh, to my things. In fact, I'm an Amazon live creator now. I've, I've done my first episode and I'll be doing more pushing products that I personally use. No one that's paying me. It's just me telling you this is the stuff that make things happen for me that I use on a daily basis. And I recommend it for you if you're in the market too. But nothing out there that's telling me you get kickbacks if you push our product. No, it's my voice. I'm keeping it. I'm going to close out with the, the tech that I use. I'm going to list it out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you how I use them, but I'm just going to give you a, a list just because I went longer than I expected here because I'm running up on time. Um, but in terms of my daily tech, 
my main device, yeah, some of you know about this. So I got the, this one's still wearing its case. So let me take it out. The S22 Ultra. Uh, so I am using this one as my main device. I am using, because I use two phones. So like Captain Two Phones, Michael Fisher himself, I've been using two phones for over a decade. Uh, so my iPhone 12 is still my primary communicator. My primary business tool is the Samsung S22 Ultra. I do have the uh, Pixel 7 Pro waiting on the wings. As of this uh, stream, I haven't taken it out of the box because this, uh, all reports say how sensitive the device is. It's super slippery, and I'm still waiting for any case for that device to arrive that's worthwhile. I'm not going to buy some cheapy thing on, on Amazon, uh, like one of those Chinese brands, like whatever that is. It's like, no. I want to get the the right thing, so I'm still waiting for it to arrive. I got notification that it's finally on its way. Thank you, Google. Uh, but I am still waiting for D Brands too, so it's not just them. This is really cool D Brand skin that I ended up buying. Like I saw it and I have to have it, but it's it's a skin that makes the the back of the uh, Pixel Seven Pro look like Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is so cool. So, in fact, I'm actually going to pull it up so I can show you. I said it was going to take long, but, dude, I got to go. <laughs> but this this just looks so cool. I have to share it. Uh, skins. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, great. Hold on. Let me share my screen. Where's my tab here? Okay. All right. You should be able to see it now. Let me go to what? Come on, where are the pixels? The Pixel Series 7 Pro, and there it is. Come on, you know that's super awesome. Pixels in the half shell. <laughs> uh, you wake up, it's 1993, a Saturday. You don't have to go to school. You sit down in front of a TV with a bowl of Catholic crutch. The turtles are fighting some aliens today. You're going to Jeff's house this afternoon to play Mortal Kombat. It's the last time you'll ever be happy. <laughs> Dude, seriously, hats off to D Brand for their awesome marketing. But this is, this is seriously a freaking awesome skin. I'm like, well, got Wabunga, dude. I gotta get this thing, and so I did order that along with um, along with the something, because <laughs> I am, I am, I, I do like that something thing. Because I heard the phone is like really slippery, but uh, I'm intending to install after using it for a little bit with the um, stock Android. I am gonna switch over to a Calyx OS. I know some of you have suggested uh, graph. Uh, graphene OS. Uh, yeah, I, I looked into that too. Uh, but uh, there's some things that I do want that I can't use them just in a shell that I do need for my services. So I can't sandbox everything. Uh, basically, my point. If I if I wanted to sandbox everything, then definitely I'll, I'll do graphene. But it's Collect OS for me, so that's the way I'm gonna go. Um, but anyway, uh, that's uh, those are my cellular cellular phones uh, for my wearables. My main one is the Galaxy. Oh, Galaxy Watch. I use the Galaxy Watch, yes. But this is the the Apple um, Watch Ultra, and I do use the Galaxy Watch with my iPhones. So when I'm not using this one, I take it off. More presentable is the Galaxy Watch. Yes, the Galaxy Watch, the first one. Uh, I love it. Um, I, it doesn't. You know, it ties in. It works with works with Apple, and it doesn't steer me wrong. But for my Android device, with my Samsung, um, I do use <clears throat> I do use the um, the Galaxy Watch Four, not the classic, the Four, uh, and also for nighttime uh, to well for active and for tracking my sleep, I use the um, still the Galaxy Watch 
Active 2. My goodness, these names, man. Freaking Samsung. Um, in terms of tablets, because I do use them, but not as much. I am using them more since the recent updates. That would be the Samsung Galaxy S7 Tab. That's my main one. Secondary to that would be the iPad. Ever since these last updates, and with my keyboard uh, uh, accessories for both of them, official uh, keyboard accessories, they work as laptops because my laptop, which is now a uh, a MacBook Pro um, running bootcamp, so I do have Windows on it, and now apparently Linux can be uh, downloaded for Windows 10 through the through the store. Basically, all three um, main OSs on it. But um, the main two that I use are Windows and uh, um, and Mac OS. Uh, so I, I hand off depending on what I'm doing with them. So I use both of them. But I have that with the Apple Studio display. So it's basically my desktop now. So for my on the go, I'm glad that the update was pushed out. That makes the iPad feel like a laptop with my uh, keyboard dock thingy. Um, but the same thing with the latest update to, to the S7 tab which I you know, just love the dock at the bottom on it. And just like what appears to be at the, the start menu button that opens all the apps, just like you would on a, on a Windows computer. But better yet still is the ability to use DeX. That's by far the reason I, I rely on Samsung tablets. I use DeX a lot. And you know, you know it's taking me out of a pinch a lot of times when the internet goes down in the office. So I'm like, well, well what do I do now? Oh, DeX from my phone to my computer, voila! And I'm able to work on the cloud continuously. So that, and now with the addition of the Remarkable 2, which I just recently reviewed, check out my, my review of the Remarkable 2 with the Marker Plus. These are the devices I use on the daily uh, from wearables to, to phones, to tablets, um, to, I guess you could say media consumption. Um, but one thing that's changing right now are my headphones. So I'll discuss headphones probably in a separate video, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that. So I'll say probably for the next tech stream, whenever that might be. Especially since a little something arrived from Porsche Design. Um, I think I have enough Porsche Design tech now to just be able to do a video on it. If you want to see that, let me know in the comments. But I think I, I, I've read along enough. Um, I got to go. Thank you so much for joining me as long as you have. And for this year, for those of you that have tuned in this far, you're the ones that made this possible. And even if you haven't liked everything I had to say, I appreciate you taking the time to hear me out. Because none of this would be possible without any of you. Thank you so much. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Most importantly, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. I'll see you in 2023.